0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Subject to Improvement podcast. I am your host Susanna Margison. I am a former trial lawyer turned crisis management and life coach. And this is an episode, I mean if I was going to have like a series that's like I would like to invite you into my world. This is one of those episodes where I am totally inviting you into my world. And I want to give you some reasons as to why it's a really great invite. Like why it's a great party, why you want to be in my world and and also why now is a pretty great time for you to discover the world of coaching if you don't already know it or to discover the world of coaching with me. And I've tried to come up with some really great reasons and kind of list them out for you. So I'm hoping you're going to find this helpful. I am also hoping and listen up for this because there are a few tidbits of like, this is your sign from the universe moment. So if you're looking for like the sign from the universe, chances are you're going to hear it in this podcast. So listen up. All right, let's get going. So A lot of people will kind of need a little bit of a nudge when it comes to calling a life coach or calling, you know, somebody to help them when it comes to asking for help. And it's not always easy to ask for help. It's not always easy to be like, okay, I can't really handle this by myself. And there are lots of reasons why you definitely do not want to handle a crisis on your own. And there are also lots of reasons why you want to actually get somebody in there who can help you through a tough situation and also why that can help you move things along faster. So one of the first reasons why you don't want to sit on it, and especially if you're in some kind of a crisis. So let's say, and I'm gonna to try to give you guys some examples. What I will say is that if you're like, oh my God, this feels like a crisis, it's probably a crisis enough that you can call me. So it probably counts. There's no like independent criteria for what is a crisis that needs to be managed. If it feels like one, give me a call. And if I can't help you, I will send you to somebody who can. So when it comes to crises, One of the things that I have learned this year is that it is very, very difficult, much harder. It's difficult and much harder to manage a crisis on your own. And actually, I learned this from some of the best in the business because I've managed a pretty big deal situation a few months ago. And I ended up working with a team of people to do this. And these were people that have been at it for like 30 years. And one of the things I noticed was how much of an emphasis they put on a team based approach. And the reason for that is that when you are in a crisis, you are not seeing the whole picture. Like your vision actually narrows, emotions take over, your your executive functioning doesn't function as well as it does normally. And so we can end up risking making decisions that don't actually help us in the long term. So I've seen examples of this where people, you know, like people see a negative review online, for example, and they're like, oh, fuck you. And they respond like in kind and they're, you know, they say something equally negative back and then they have to go back. Like then it really kicks off or pops off because then people are like, ooh, like that's like, that's pretty, she responds like that or they respond like that, then that's not very good. Like that is an example of how a reaction in a crisis can actually not help you. The other thing that's really important about crises in general and sort of working together with somebody is that having that second set of eyes can help you understand how your actions are going to play with other people, how they might seem to other people. And one of the things that I do when I'm helping people manage these kinds of situations where they're like, oh, this feels like a crisis, this is bad, is I look at it and I'm like, I need to think about what eyes are going to be on your actions. And sometimes we're like, you know, we think I'm in a fight with somebody, I need to like write for them. You know, I need to I need to behave in a way that's going to like win them over. But when the stakes are high enough, sometimes actually things play out in the court of public opinion or they play out in an actual court or they play out in the court of HR in your office. And so When you're dealing with it, when you're communicating with the person you're in a fight with, you actually need to think about how this is going to play through the court of HR, for example, or through the court of public opinion or the court of the internet or what have you. So having somebody on your team early on can prevent a lot of crap. It can definitely shorten the recovery period and it can make it so that you actually come out of the situation better than you would have otherwise. The other thing that's really important and regardless of, of what's sort of pushing you into this. So I've had people come to me because they're like, you know what? I just can't communicate with my boss and it's driving me crazy. And they know because they've watched a lot of my content that whatever I'm going to help them with in that situation is going to make the rest of their life better too. And that's, that's been what's happened. Like that's, that's been my experience with clients. So when they come to me, one of the things that, that they'll describe is often sort of a bit of a, I don't want to say miserable experience of it, but it's usually not fun, right? Like usually if you're feeling really anxious about something, a lot of my clients run anxious. If you're feeling really anxious, that that doesn't always get dialed down on its own. And often our brains will say like, let's ruminate on it. Let's make this, you know, if I ruminate on it, it's going to get better. So you sort of like sit in this zone of anxiety and shitty feelings. And it's actually not that hard to get yourself out of that. And often, like, there were times, like, I was managing something the other day where somebody was involved uh, in an accident and they were really, really worried about getting sued and really worried about like catastrophic things happening to them if they got sued. And they reached out and I chatted with them and I was able to very, very quickly calm their brain down. And what was originally like on a scale of zero to catastrophic felt catastrophic. It actually was reduced to feeling like it was manageable because it was manageable. It is manageable. And I helped them manage it. And suddenly, you know, it wasn't a crisis anymore. And that's the best. And that's the thing is that the suffering that people feel in the majority of the crises that I help with is... It can be alleviated, like you don't have to suffer as much as you are, and so even if we're you know reducing the suffering by 10%, that is that can be a massive change maker in the person's experience of it. It can really really help reduce the long term effects, and so it's just so empowering to know that just because something shitty happened to you doesn't mean you need to sit in it and wallow in it for a long time, you are allowed. To move on and get the fuck on with things. So that's really important. Um, What else? Hmm. Yes, like any problem, you know, if there's something going on in your life, if you're having trouble communicating with somebody, if you're ruminating on it for a long time, the more you sit on it, the worse it's going to get. And the sooner you take action to deal with it, the better it's going to be. And a heartbreaking example of this, honestly, was when I was going through a breakup a few years ago. And that was really. I would say that was one of the experiences that that pushed me into doing this type of work because managing, you know, managing the narrative after a breakup, especially if you're somebody who's been kind of quote unquote high profile with your spouse, you know, or your partner, you you're all over Instagram, for example, and then suddenly you're like, Ooh, plot twist, we're not together anymore, or maybe your spouse was somebody who was a regular appearance at work events, and then suddenly you're there by yourself, and people are asking, and you're like, oh, I need to manage that. Those are things that, you know, I, what I can say is that when I was in that situation, one of the things I was thinking about as I was managing all of those things was if only I had not sat on this whole problem for six months or, you know, longer, like if only, because I think my, the former, the person I was dating, we, we both knew that this wasn't going well, right? Like it, this didn't just happen overnight. And what I kept thinking was, if I had just dealt with this six months ago, I would be so much better off now. I wouldn't be in this scenario now. I would be like onward and upward now. And often, the longer you sit on those things, the worse they will get. And I don't mean to, to scare you, but it's just it's just the truth. And something I hear from my clients sometimes is, I fucking wish I called you sooner. And that totally breaks my heart when I hear it, and it's true. So I'm telling you. Okay, the next thing... Um, okay, if you're worrying about something, if you're ruminating about something, it's probably affecting other areas of your life as well. Classic example, you know, that relationship I was just telling you about that had definitely gone past its expiry date. What I didn't realize at the time, but now I know, was that it was affecting the way I was showing up as a boss. And I was honestly like, there are things I look back and I'm like, oh, I might've been kind of a bitch, like, and I feel really terrible about that. And I've done, don't worry, I've apologized to the people that needed apologizing to, but it was affecting other areas of my life. It was affecting how I showed up at work, how I performed at work. It was affecting my physical health. It was affecting all kinds of things. And it's so funny because- you know, when I was thinking about the cost-benefit analysis in retrospective, doing something about it, like getting some coaching, taking some action, I probably didn't realize how much that situation was costing me. And when you sit there and really think about it, the cost can be a lot more than you realize. And so that's something else that's really, you know, the longer you sit on it, the worse it's going to get. But also it could be costing you an awful lot to be sitting on it now. Another thing, this one is, is so important, but one of the things that I really kind of pride myself on my theory about all of this stuff is that when someone comes to me because something negative has happened, I, I want to honor that negative experience. Of course, like often the situation is terrible and, and yeah, that's okay to acknowledge that and honor that. It can also turn into something that's like the best thing that ever happened to you. There's usually an opportunity in crisis. Almost always an opportunity in crisis. There's almost always a way that you can use it for something positive when you're ready to do it. I'm not talking about po- toxic positivity. But what I am saying is that with my clients what I like to do is I like to capitalize on the crisis if I can. And I like to my goal is always to have them turn around in 6 months and say that was shitty at the time. No question, I had a terrible experience at the time, but now thanks to the work we've done I can look back on that and be thankful that it happened. And dare I say, it might even be the best thing that ever happened. So case in point, I invested in myself when I was going through that relationship breakdown and kind of like reevaluating my entire life. Because to be honest, like the relationship breakdown was sort of writing on the wall. But what I was upset about was the fact that I hadn't ticked these certain life boxes. And I felt like there was something wrong with me for that. And what I can tell you is that I got over the situation, the breakup, a lot faster. Like there was none of this, like Charlotte York, you need to spend half the time of, you know, half the duration of your relationship getting over it. No, I got over that situation very fast because I invested in myself. I invested in some coaching and I took tangible action to make my life incredible. And I met my now husband a very short period of time after the breakup happened. And the best part was, is when I did meet him, I was fucking ready because I had done the work. Like I had created this life that I adored. It didn't take very long for it to happen. And I was super excited and I had the space and like energetic space to invite him into it. And it was great. And yeah, honestly, I do look back and I'm like, that breakup did need to happen. And I'm so glad it did because it meant that I went through this transformation and was really like I allowed my true self to come out, which was cool. Because often, often it's not about changing a person. It's about removing the blocks that they've put up for themselves so that they can just be easy and be themselves. It's just a matter of like letting their true selves shine. And and that's really half the battle, if not more than half of the battle. Okay, you do not want to be talked about as the person who was worse off after a situation. And this kind of goes back, I think, to like our human nature of not wanting to be the victim. We don't want to be the one who loses out. Like it just, it hurts, right? Like it's disappointing. It hurts to lose something. It hurts our egos. It hurts our pride. And so if you can take a situation and turn it into something that's very positive for yourself, you know better yourself come out better off sometimes better off than the other person then it really takes the sting out of a situation and that's one of the things that i really look at is i look at my client's dignity i look at the sense of justice i look at how we can capitalize on the situation so that they know you know at the end of the day they weren't the victim they know that at the end of the day you know, people can say whatever the fuck they want about them, but they actually are better off now than they were before. And that is probably one of the most rewarding aspects of my work. Like one client came to me and they were really upset. And, you know, there was a scandal involved. People were talking about them. You know, it was like, there was just all kinds of bullshit going on. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie, um, what is it? Easy A? Yeah, I think it's Easy A with uh, Emma Stone. And they talk about the scarlet letter and being painted as, um, you know, somebody who is not wholesome. I'm not even going to say the word because I think it's shit. But um, having that scarlet letter and this person definitely kind of had gotten themselves a bit of a reputation uh, unfairly of being that. And we fixed it and it didn't take – it was really interesting because it, it actually was a lot easier than she thought it was going to be. And not only that, but now she's fucking soaring. Like, what she is accomplishing is just it's, – it's incredible. It's so humbling as, as her coach to be with her. I'm so glad that she is in our world because she is such a gift to everybody. And we really did – take that situation. We restored her reputation. We restored her dignity. We made sure that her interests were protected because that's really important too. And now the world is her oyster. And that is so incredible. And that's something that you could be denying yourself by, by really delaying taking action. Um, okay. Two more, two more. Number one, (laughs) the opportunity That you might be mourning the loss of. So I'm not, and and I need to be really clear about this. Like one of the things is like, I'm not a grief counselor. So I'm not talking about losing a loved one to, to death. What I'm talking about are things like lost opportunities, professional setbacks, you know, people who feel like they've lost everything because of a situation. Sometimes what we do when we feel like we've lost everything. So let's say, you know, you're You've been canceled, or let's say you've just lost your reputation at work, and you feel like you've lost a career. Um, what can sometimes become apparent in those situations, when we really dig in and talk about it and start thinking about how we're going to rebuild, is that the career that people are mourning the loss of wasn't really all that it was cracked up to be to begin with. And a classic example of this is, you know, we talk a lot about people who they say, you know, they were playing small. And one of the things I'll just say, like one of the things I didn't realize, and I don't like, I don't want to badmouth the person I was in a relationship with because it wasn't really about that. It was about fit and we were not a great fit together. And I didn't realize that a relationship that actually fit me was possible. And so I was very upset to lose my relationship with that person, of course, because, you know, you miss them and all of that stuff. What I didn't realize though, and when I when I opened myself up to the possibility that actually something even better could be waiting for me and the thing that I was mourning wasn't right for me and also wasn't as good for me as maybe what was out there, that was a huge turning point for me. So often people will, you know, come and they'll be upset because they've lost a job or something. And then when we dig into it, we realize that it wasn't all that all that it was cracked up to be for that person. And isn't that incredible to realize like, hey, you know what, actually... Maybe this is happening for me and not to me, and maybe there's a better opportunity out there, and maybe, just maybe, you owe it to yourself to find out. Just maybe. Okay, the next thing is, um, and I think I may have touched on this before, but the longer you delay, the more you're missing out on genuine happiness, the things that are going to make you happy. And I made a list of some of the things that I was kind of missing out on and pushing away by not taking action. And it's things like having genuine laughs with friends that really fill your bucket. You know, I personally love having awesome conversations with people. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why I love my job. But having those genuine laughs with friends, not just the ones where you're laughing to be polite or you're laughing because you feel like you need to fit in. Or worrying all the time about whether or not people like you. You could be missing out on having friendships where that's just not a concern. And you get to be yourself and people love it and you feel great and you have an awesome time. Another thing, benefits of a great reputation. Oh my goodness. That, I, I need to tell you, reputation, like I talk a lot about social capital and that's basically your reputation. Like, you know, the way people see you and think and think of you and speak of you is is important. I hate to say it, but it is important. And the benefits of having a great reputation are, you know, even just having somebody say, you know what, you've got a great reputation. I trust you. I know that you're going to be great with this professionally, or, um, you know, having people say really nice things about you, maybe when you're, when you're first dating somebody else, or, or, you know, it can just be extremely helpful extremely helpful. And I know there are lots of articles out there which talk about the benefits of a great reputation, and you could actually be holding that back from yourself by not taking action. A deeper connection with your loved ones. Oh my goodness. When you are facing something, when you're dealing with some life shit, it is going to inevitably distract you. And it's so sad, but often the first people who suffer, the first people who feel that distance are your loved ones because they're the safest ones, right? So you don't feel like you need to perform around them, but they will pick up on the fact that you've got shit on your mind. And so when you can free your mind and not worry about whatever the fuck is going on, you can really be present with your loved ones. And generally speaking, that's one of the things that really makes people happy is being able to have that deep loving connection with the people they love. More confidence. The world opens up, by the way, when you're confident. Like if you are confident, it's really weird. It's like when you're smiling, the whole world smiles back at you. That is totally true. And when I work with clients, I work with them on their energy a lot, like what energy they're bringing to a situation, like what energy they're giving off. And when we switch their energy, it's crazy how much more life satisfaction they report. Like Everything changes when you bring a good energy about you. And when you bring good energy about you, you are bringing that confidence and the world just opens up. It becomes your oyster. It becomes way more fun. And then finally, you could be missing out on that thing that you're really happy about. So like I was saying, like I was missing out before on a relationship that makes me genuinely happy. And like I said, I turned that around in a very short period of time and then met my husband who does make me genuinely happy. He's wonderful. I was missing out on that. You could be missing out on a job that you really love talking about or that you're proud of. You could be missing out on a life that makes you happy, fills your bucket, ticks the boxes. And often, and I'll say this, often my clients are shocked at how how much easier it is to achieve and how fast it can happen when you've got the right people in your back pocket. So all that to say, I am inviting you to join my world. And I do have, it's January, 2024. I currently do have some space for some coaching clients. So if this is something that's interesting, you go ahead, take some action. Even if we don't end up working together, no pressure, but you can go ahead and book a meet and greet call with me. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Also, if you needed any more of a nudge to take some action I will tell you that I only coach a limited number of people at a time, and it is first come, first served. So if you're on the fence, go ahead, book that meet and greet call, see if we're a fit together, uh, because as much as I hate to tell you this, the opportunity may not always be there. So thank you for joining me. I'm so happy you're here. I will catch you next time. Have a great day.